There, now it's working. Well, you're you're the one who's got the bassy voice for radio. Bassy voice? Yeah. <laughs> hey, welcome to Late Night Pacific Northwest. Got my candle uh, <clears throat> and my bottle Cavassier. Whatever that is, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's a smooth oh, yeah. cognac wine. I forgot I was going to give a, a shout out to uh, Pasquale again, because he's a... He's an avid listener, and he's kind of a weirdo, but that's all right. We like weirdos. Are we on right now? We're not live, but I'm recording. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Well, welcome to this week. Uh, we're starting our intro music, and uh, uh, Coyote giving us our great uh, shout-out to our, our uh, his individual friend, uh, and we do uh, our because he actually listens, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah, thank maybe, you. Maybe if you, people listen, I'll give them shoutouts. Maybe we could put Easter eggs in there, so maybe we'll mention your name again later. Pasquale. <laughs> what I'm, was that? What was the hashtag you came up with? Hashtag PNW uh, Ellen PNW hashtag Ellen PNW. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because it just sounds. It seems a lot easier to say Ellen PNW than anything else. Um, there's also the. Uh, uh, the fair going on right now, and then it's apparently is what is it the Area Fifty One raid? Oh yeah, that never happened. Was supposed to happen, but never happened. Uh, actually, yeah, it, there, there wasn't a bunch of uh, people running into it. From what I understand, they, they arrested two people. Um, and Everybody else chickened out. I wasn't even gonna go do it anyway. I mean, I don't really care for that. Yeah, it was more of a fest, anyways. And they had a. a they were trying to do. Like uh, skateboarding off to on the side. Oh. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cute. It was probably more for people just wanting to sell t-shirts and marketing and all that other kind of crap. They're trying to... You know, some of the people who were there were kind of on an alternative to Burning Man, which I probably is played out because it got so commercialized. Burning why, Man? Yeah. Why would you want to go do that? You know, you know when you're like uh, Mr. Fringe and you want to be, you know... You know, outside of L.A., and you don't want to go join with the bourgeois people, and but yet the bourgeois people take over your event, so you got to go find and you got to take. You got to make up a new one. Yeah, like Woodstock. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Uh, the the 30th, 25th anniversary one, and then the 30th anniversary one. I don't know if you remember that. It was just. Uh, it was only famous for the giant mud pit, and that was it. None. Of, I don't. I don't even think you hear about any of the bands playing. And the one that happened in the 90s was that the 25th. 25th was in 94. Yeah, and then all you hear, all you, all the news coverage was, was just the giant rainstorm and the mud pits. And then the 30th was with, they had that, those deaths, they were trying to blame on uh, Limp Bizkit. That, that was the band I remember being there. And then uh, it was kind of like a hugely overblown Lollapalooza at that point. Yeah, it was. They might as well have just had Lollapalooza over at Woodstock. Yeah, because uh, at the first Woodstock, they didn't have vendors selling, uh, you know, massive amounts of uh, of, uh, of merchandise, trying to you know celebrate anniversary tickets or, or anniversary shirts, you know, and lanyards. You know, everybody trying to more make marketing, a buck. trying to sell stuff. Yeah, or like chart. like the but but unlike us, we we printed out some stickers, and I just ended up giving them away. I was gonna say, yeah, let's. I'm gonna sell them for like maybe twenty bucks each. See if I can raise some money to get a cricket, so I can permanently make stickers for the show. But then I'm like, ah, eh, I just start giving them away. 
Yeah. If you have one. And it's not because nobody would pay for them. I just felt like, you know, these are stickers. I, I feel like everybody should just have one. Who cares? I thought of a great idea. If you guys, if anybody out there in our listeners have a sticker, um, you don't have to actually use it, but um, put it in a place, uh, that, you know, and take a picture of it. Like uh, if you're on a light pole on the back of a of a ride at the fair <laughs> or next to where and then right tyler lives too there for some tyler Durden lives <laughs> uh at some in some bathroom stall in portland you know next to the bigfoot bar. sticker yeah. so people get the idea i put yeah. one up in hood river on like a billboard when i was there and i gave one to some shop owners there because they had stickers in their windows and they figured hey throw some stickers in your window yeah so yep yeah. <clears throat> If you have a sticker, take a picture of it and uh, post it on the Facebook uh, van page. Apparently, which has just gotten being put and, up. And I didn't even put that up. If somebody looks on there, I, I did not make that. Thank you, Joshua Jimenez, for, for putting that up there and uh, being a fan. N- not necessarily a fan of us, but of the, of the topics we're talking about that we, we, we talk about. Everybody likes talking about these topics. You listen to... George Norrie, Coast to Coast AM, or like I used to listen to Art Bell growing up, and, and you hear all these topics. And uh, my my father used to um, let me stay up to uh, listen to that with him, so I would uh, be up in the early AM hours, like till two AM, listening to it until I, I couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. And then they had uh, what is it? Who did he have on that a, a lot? It kind of goes along with tonight's topic, which I, I was saying angels and. Star, 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 which is basically angels and demons. What, what? Mm. And Robert had a story to share, but he's not going to share it, so we're going to embarrass <laughs> him over it. I, I'm, I'm reluctant to talk about uh, evil or uh, how malignant enemies, uh, entities, because they tend to have a way to come back around. Well, we could talk about them in the biblical sense, say. Uh, say when jesus uh, expelled the demons they call themselves legion you see all these movies out there you know where they talk about legion that was the he expelled the the demons out of this man the demons named themselves as legion he expelled them into a, a, a pigs and then the pigs go off a cliff and die and that's basically a story it's like a really small part in the bible and i'm trying to remember if it's in luke john or james it's in one of the the gospels it's easy it's easy to mix those stories up too because a lot of the Gospels have similar content because it's the same story about Jesus, but from a different point of view. But all of them have that kind of caveat where he's um, kind of helping, saving people, but more so in one of them. In one of the Gospels, it's the throwing out the demons. Who named Le- named Legion? There's one. There, there's one aspect that uh, most religions share, and I was uh, kind of researching a bit is uh how angels fit into most uh biblical and stories and also stories in the quran also in the and uh and uh, the, the jewish um judas belief in the torah and if you study some other religions they also have uh you know uh, some legends of winged beings which is which is, uh, I don't know if that is associated itself with the animalistic sense, but I'd su- I'd think that would uh, connect them and probably fall back to those original um, beliefs, and they just kind of evolved over the years. Uh, most people agree that angels are the servants of God, and they're sons of God, and that literally uh, means that in some 
translations uh, that, that, that are the sons, the little sons of God, the first beings that he uh, um, willed into existence. Um, most of them are not exactly um, have forms that you were uh, used to. Their, uh, their natural being is an ethereal plane where, you know, non-physical entities and they're able to manipulate matter at the subatomic level and make themselves uh, look like anything in in our physical world. From and for us, they'd usually be like human. They'd, they'd look mm-hmm. like us. I mean, and, well, in, in, in the biblical context, we talk about like when Jacob wrestled with a man who he, who is an angel. At the same time, he wrestled with an angel. There's also the one where the lot took in two angels in Sodom and Gomorrah, and then the group came by and wanted the angels for unholy purposes and so hence they left Sodom and Gomorrah and then uh, you know it was destroyed mm-hmm. yeah. who knows if necessarily it's by the angels it was just you know all of a sudden it disappears and Lot's wife looks back and then she turns into a pillar of salt uh, yeah. it, it, that's, that's I think one of the more famous biblical instances of, of the angels one I love the story I love. Besides yeah. the one, sorry, besides the one where they take Jesus up into heaven. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one story I love uh, from from Islam is uh, how there was a battle in heaven, and one of the angels felt earth, and and you could probably somebody's gonna have to be, come out there and correct me on this one because I don't know. The ex- I just remember reading about it in a in a book. Of how where the angel fell to earth, there was an eternal spring that um, came up, and to this day, people can still drink water from it. It's considered a holy site, um, where uh, an angel touched the ground, you know, and you're able to see a physical uh, mark on the earth from where uh, this uh, this being had uh, came. Uh, there's also ones where they have. Uh, they, they, there's there's a legend uh, if I remember it from and we talked about this in one of our first episodes where uh, the Navajo have a have a prophecy that was given to them from uh, from some of their medicine men uh, this was shared with me from some of my um, friends that I went to uh, job corps with and they said that there was angels that appeared to the elders of the of the Navajo nation and warned him that if they hadn't start getting themselves into the right path and to uh, start honoring their ways in, that they were given, that they would start seeing uh, that the end of the end times would start um, getting there faster. And they had to quit doing uh, um, the whole gang life, uh, you know, things of that nature. You know, they had to quit um, doing, you know, substance abuse, drinking and drugging and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, committing crimes against their people, uh, and, and from what I was told, some of the devil worshiping was it was starting to pick up down there, witchcraft and such. And I was like, "Whoa, are you serious?" And, and they were like, "Say, so, yeah, these are things that happen." Yeah, people uh, were <laughs> being found that were uh, like all, all cut up and like human sacrifices. And I don't know how true that was because. I mean, this was just story from you know from guys who were my age and they were, we were kids back then. So well, I mean, well, some sometimes yeah. stuff happens on the res. It's never, I mean, stuff could happen on other reses and it's not reported off the res at all. Like stuff could happen here, and because of uh, because of just I mean the whole political atmosphere and uh, just because uh, I mean we're like an island 
out in the middle of an ocean. I mean, that's basically how reses are. And so a lot of time information doesn't get out, especially if it pertains to other, other members or other Indians or, or whatnot. And sometimes even if it happens to other people, it just doesn't get out. I mean, a lot of people, I think, uh, tend to ignore us. We're in the, we're the third world in the, you know, in the middle of the first world country. Yeah, the, the kind of ignored. That's how I would say it. Yeah, there's... Even if, even if it does get out, it's still ignored. There's one story that's recently uh, going around um, on a Facebook page that I follow uh, on Yakima Ghost Stories. That, and this is a story that was familiar to me. And this goes along with the other half of our subject tonight was uh, the presence of evil entities and that take shape of human, uh, of human, human form. One of the story, local legends, and this is a some, very, really popular legend. Yeah, and it goes back all the way to the 70s, um, and probably even earlier than that. This is this story goes way back, uh, where they have a legend of an Indian man, a handsome Indian man, who with two two long shiny braids, he wears a hat, and and he always wears a long coat. And if you look closely, you will see his uh, you'll, you'll see that his uh, boots are not really boots; they're actually hoofs. And he will hitchhike, and and he'll smile, and he will draw you out of the crowd. This goes back to also the legend of. And, and it's like women find him like irresistibly, irresistibly yeah. handsome. Like he's like, and, and he's um, got money. He's, he's like beyond Adam Beach handsome. Yeah, the, and there's and whenever his uh, around on the res, there seems to be some kind of there seems to be a lot of death that occurs. It, it follows him, and he will he will appear, especially to those who are you know, feeling weak in their heart. Um, this is this has ever been told to me by my um, by my family members, and, uh, and I didn't I never even knew Robert. I was told this when mm-hmm. we were kids. I was told this as a kid too by my mom, but my dad always brushed it off. Oh, this bunch of bunch of drunk people down at the bar seeing shit <laughs> yeah yeah and this is this, this is nothing that is new that it's, this is a story that keeps coming back around and apparently um recently this has um, come back around again uh whatever uh, this you know whether the story is just being um retold or something is occurring now well uh, with all these missing women on the res it is kind of a gives you pause you know, to if you know there's something else out there that's at play and who knows i don't know you know uh it's something i'm reluctant to talk about because uh one of my family members had this experience with uh with a um uh, after he had come out of a rodeo he was competing in he was uh coming down here to the local uh store and he was uh, standing at the edge of the parking lot, waiting, you know, getting talking to somebody. And he noticed this person was uh, standing there, and he was talking to some um, woman. And he looked down, and the guy had hoofs. <laughs> now my co- now my cousin did, said he went from uh, drunk to sober within five seconds, and which is something I'm familiar with too. <laughs> what where, where was he at? Yeah, supposedly he was at the Roadrunner right here in town. Oh, I thought you said rodeo. You said Roadrunner. No, the, the rodeo from um, the rodeo in White Swan. Oh, the rodeo in Swan. So he came all the way in from Swan. Yeah, because that was right after they started banning alcohol up there. 
and you know you had to come back down here real quick after you know uh, they had oh that was like around 96 huh no that was earlier than that that was like 80 that was like the early 80s so the alcohol ban even extended back then no 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 i'm talking about when they when they uh, stopped people from uh, um having alcohol at the local uh powwows oh really yeah and then they st- and they made people who had a license to sell alcohol in white swan they made them stop doing it see i didn't even know that yeah actually, i didn't even know they had a band at the powwows i thought it was like i thought the most current band was like in 96 but i guess it goes all the way back yeah this was like geez must have been 84 85 somewhere back then I just remember uh, when I was a little kid, I used to walk around the outside of the power grounds and there would be natives with, you know, cases of uh, booze, you know, just drinking at the edge of the powwow. And uh, I think what happened was is that there was some tragic thing that happened uh, to somebody who was uh, uh, driving a vehicle and they, and they uh, I think somebody got hurt. I don't know and I don't want to speak on something I don't know the yeah. details of. So. Well, I mean, well, a, lot of, a lot of stuff that's necessarily bad that happens out here is always alcohol related but uh one place other associated with this story that we're talking about um is uh, a place that everybody who's been lived here long enough is brownstown um brownstown bar I don't <laughs> my brother used to hang out there a lot we'd go find yeah. him out there and he would tell us the stories of the sometimes he would still even hang out there even though he saw these like freaky things happen like the hoofman yeah there's been numerous things that have been that have happened there murders um shootings multiple uh assaults you know i don't even want to speak about the sex crimes that happened there because there's been a few in the native terms you could possibly just call it bad medicine it was bad mojo it was a bad spot and i think i think that was the number one spot reason why they uh, wanted to do the alcohol ban is to get rid of that place and like and and it's to closed get, yeah. today right i mean and nobody's no i mean yeah it is closed but and there's nothing there there's not even a post office is open anymore from what i understand hmm. everybody has to drive into town to get their mail um i've been out there one time when it was still open and that was just like when i was like uh 22 23 and man, talk about the cantina from Star Wars. Jeez, yeah, you could almost hear the music in the background. Well, the, the story my mom always told was she told about it's called the hideout now, and I posted a thing on my timeline, you know, referencing the hideout as a cantina from Star Wars. And then what is it? Uh, back in the day, a long time ago, it was called the hideaway. And then even then, people reported seeing this dude at the hideaway, and that's Shamrock Taverns too. And my brother always hung out at those places. My mom would freak out because she, she, she believes it, and I believe her in believing it, as well. And I'll, I also think that uh, we can get so hyped up we can see things that aren't really there. The other thing about this story is, is if it's a l- urban legend, you know, it's told far and wide because I have heard this story told from people who are come from like uh, places like Muckleshoot and New Spelem. Yeah. And as far south as Pendleton, and uh, so you really gotta give you pause to think if there's uh, something that walks among us. Apparently, it's a hitchhiker, also, you know. You and uh, well, you think of the whole red galia thing and like how they're talking about all these missing Native American women, and then it's on different reses, and then this guy's a traveler, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, 
talk about evil influence. Yeah, which is, and uh, one thing that I was always told is, you know, if you talk about these things, um, they tend to try to seek you out or you give them a little bit more power. Like, sort of like the... Sort of like the real world power that Trump gets from tw- Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If, if, if he tweets more, well, he'll get powerful. Or is it also the opposite end of the spectrum? You know, we you invoke the name of Christ, it should mm-hmm. automatically his name is more powerful than any of it. It should automatically negate it. Yeah, and people shouldn't be afraid and you know hear hear talk like this. Even even on like I, I remember listening to the Coast to Coast AM and they'd always have what's his name uh, Malachi Martin on there and he'd always talk about exorcisms. And then, I don't know why it never really scared me or bothered me. I was like, I was always curious to wonder, like, was there really something spiritually going on? Or was it more of a psycho, you know, synaptic thing that was going on in their head? And maybe just some of the hardware up there was misfiring. <laughs> yeah, some of the um, some of the stories they have across the radio um, late night shows really give you some pause, I think. Yeah, the ones that are uh, really scared to me is uh, there was one video of uh, on the inter- on YouTube, demon in the forest in the middle of the night. Uh, there was these two guys who were using a camera and they were you know, using night vision on it, and they came up on something that was hiding um, that almost looked like a part of, the, of a, tr- a felled tree, and they were focused on it, and then and they noticed the eyes were glowing, and then they got. Was that the one that looked like Smeagol, kind of? Yeah, it was. That was pretty. That was pretty freaky, you know. And um, but the ones that give me hope are the ones that of uh, the angels in you know coming, you know, saving people. Well, like was it that near death experiences? People always talk about angels and those, mm-hmm. and it's pretty. To me, it's kind of miraculous. NDAs because everybody reports the same thing almost like, and then they come back saying we shouldn't worry so much in this life because there's a life after and there's a god and he loves you and not to not to even worry about i don't know even just even we're talking about extreme like evil entities but even even at that maybe i mean even the day-to-day stuff like you know you slip and uh slip on the ice and you fall on your butt you shouldn't worry about that because some people get upset um, i was told the influence of angels is the same influence uh, demons have on you is, is that you give they, they they you give them the power as much as you as you want them to have influence over you so if you are open to the suggestion if you're open to suggestion you you know if either way your your basically your basic belief system will help influence that energy or i don't know your, your the negative path, energy your destiny yeah but I, I always think is if if you actually buy into that negative energy because as what I was doing a study, I'm, I'm writing my thesis on what is it, H.P. Lovecraft. And I'm, I'm doing a study on it, and it's basically, uh, I come to find out that there's all these groups popping up. They're like actually, like making relig, kind of like uh, Scientology. People are making religion out of, uh, you know, H.P. Lovecraft works like people did out of L. Ron Hubbard's work. And I'm like, this dude made something totally fictional but people bought into it so much they're making their own occult practices and religions out of it i was like it's it's amazing how people could take something fictional and also make it realistic and to the point where they bring it into this world not not necessarily because it wants to come in but because they're pulling it themselves you know with their own with their own uh 
you know, internal you, belief system. And then they build this whole cycle social, you know, net out of it. Given evil form. You know, uh, sort of like the way the uh, legend, got, the way they did, uh, Wes Craven did in Nightmare, the new Nightmare. Yeah. Where Freddy was basically an entity that was given a form every few new a few thousand years. It's not Freddy. It's Rusty Krueger. Come here, little <laughs> little kids. That's that's. There's another Easter egg right there. And may, maybe that's the reason why uh, the, our ideas of angels and demons change every every so often with every iteration of civilization. It changes to something else. You know. May, you know. Maybe this year it's the dark. You know. Maybe it's the entities on the dark web. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows. Or dark, dark AI. Yeah, you know they, they will be given uh, the form that we choose, sort of like that we did on Ghostbusters. The Gozer. Yeah, Gozer. Yeah, you stay puffed, marshmallow man. They have a chance to come out and destroy New York yet. Oh yeah. Speaking of, oh okay, more characters. Yeah, because you know, the, like in Islam, um, the, I was just thinking of that thing we came up with at work about how we're each different <laughs> members of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, in Islam, in Islam, they're jinns. In the Japanese, they are called. Uh, they're basically. Uh, Is it oni? Demons. Yeah, onis. Onis. Yeah, they're they're demons, and they every culture has their own idea about these evil beings. And it's it's interesting though when you look at Japanese, the demons are not necessarily good or bad, but they always just interact with humanity. And I mean, some of them do horrible things, and some of them don't. Like, uh, what is it the 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 temple where the kid he draws. He, he goes into the temple and he starts, uh, um, he has this utter urge to start drawing pictures of cats all over. So he draws pictures of cats and he's drawn pictures of cats and cats. And he's in this uh, Buddhist temple and he draws cats all over the temple because he has this urge to draw cats. And so he doesn't know that this goblin suddenly comes into the temple and it's basically stalking him. So the kid hides and he hides in this dark cupboard. And then he's looking out and he looks and he sees this goblin. The goblin's almost there to get him. And all of a sudden, all these pictures that he drew came alive and up killing the goblin, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. It's yeah. like, I don't know. It's, it was, it was, it's a really good story. There's one Japanese legend about how uh, one of the sword masters helped. Uh, he traded away his soul to learn how to make the, the perfect uh, sword. And the ironic part was is that uh, the sword was used when you, uh, to uh, kill a family member of his, which I thought was really... It wasn't, ha it wasn't Hattori Hanzo, though. It wasn't Hattori <laughs> Hanzo, people. No, supposedly uh, there's demons for everything. Um, good, you know, good in Japanese culture. Like it, rocks, yeah. water, yeah. even pro even fart demons. <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah. think about it, yeah, because they, like, they have like... A, Sulfur. The culture the culture yeah. is way different. Yeah. Um, the, the evil entities in Native American culture... Wow, sometimes when you're out there, you know, hitchhiking on the road late at night, those things start creeping around in the back of your head and you start getting a little chilly and scared. You'll start seeing them too. Yeah, or Possibly. hearing them. Like I did one time and that did, that did not, that did not feel right. And I, um, I, I spoke about this in a previous episode about how the one time I, heard something laugh at me in the dark and i did not like it, it that was me i think in the bushes <laughs> watch we're gonna get him it was a it was a surreal experience and to this day i do not like being anywhere near a uh, a 
a lot of forest, a lot of trees, you know, uh, when it starts getting close to dusk, you know, because these things have a tendency to hide where, you know, they're familiar, especially near water. I've noticed that, you know, the, some entities, they like being near water. It's a, and that makes a whole lot of sense because it's a, it's a substance that is very transmutable. You know, it can turn into something solid, it can turn into a gas, it can, uh, you know, and of course, it's in the liquid. State, it's liquid. Yeah. yeah. Well, on our earthly state, it's liquid. Mm-hmm. And it can, uh, it could also, uh, make, you know, you can also make ice. Uh, you can make fire from ice. Um, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, but I heard about that. One. Yeah, some. So I remember somebody in uh, Greenland or Iceland demonstrated how it's done. You know, they uh, made a thin layer of of uh, ice sheet. And magnified it into making a fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's order brought out of chaos and everything. And for every entity, there is a, like what I always call the salt and pepper, the method to the universe. Dichotomy. Yeah. There's the there, black and white salt mm-hmm. and pepper method. Up, down, you know, forward, backwards. There's always going to be an opposite, you know, to it. And I think that is true of everything. And that's just the balance that it ha- has. And uh, I think that's the one thing that most, you know, every human being and civilized being in the world has a sense of is, is that there's got to be a balance to everything in order for to everything to coexist together. Yeah. And, and a lot of religions recognize that. Um, and uh, you just got to learn how to walk that middle path, you know, as best as you can. You, you know, and hopefully all of you out there can have that peace of mind to in you know in your step and you know walk that righteous past right down the middle best as you can because there's no there, there's just really it's really hard being a person uh, you know and let alone being a good person you know it's easy it's really easy to be a bad one but it's harder to be a good one you just gotta pray for the strength to have uh to to walk the, the hard path dude i'm good all the time man i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> But I remember was it uh, the one yeah I was one, there. <laughs> no one thing that really scared me though was I was thinking because um, we're talking about this is even in movies like Exorcist two the, the actual kind of reality how they how in all those movies like yeah they're just movies but then they pull all these names from different books um, I was trying to think of the name on that that they used. For the demon in Exorcist too, but it came from Africa. According to most uh, religious lore, uh, the name of angels mean a uh, aspect of God in some sense. Uh, Ga- uh, Gabriel, uh, Michael, it all it, it, they, they refer to some aspect uh, in some service they have of uh, for God. Such as uh, Metatron, who's the voice of God, yeah. and the king, and he's also the the king of the host, and he belongs into the highest order of the angels. Michael is the strength of God, and that's what that you know, basically what his name means. Gabriel is sort of like the wisdom of God, if I remember right. I would have to I'd have to brush up on my uh, books, and I actually have I have some books that uh, on the subject. It's always been one of my favorite oh, yeah. subjects. Yeah. The, sorry about that, sir. I found it. Okay. I cheated. I looked up online the name 
that eluded me. Pazuzu. And, uh, and this totally fits in the whole biblical uh, cosmology because it's it's derived from Syri- Assyrian and uh, Babylonian. Yes. So a lot, of, a lot of it, you think about it too, a lot of the actual demons in Christianity are derived from other religions. Like, um, I'm going to take a different approach from this, thinking that maybe it's not necessarily evil entities, but maybe it's, oh, it's something like, we don't like there is evil i mean there are evil people committing evil crimes and they're just like regular things where you don't see which we've deemed regular now like all kinds of bad stuff like you see right in the media but nothing like you see out of the movies because it seems like like these like these characters like pazuzu were taken out and uh named as christianity as demon and evil because it was not uh of their own religion so they're not like they're they don't believe what we do so their deities must be evil and bad but um these other people don't believe what who we believe in so their deities must be evil and bad yeah or given our misunderstanding of the forms that uh that they have such as like when the course king and the oh the friars of, uh, of the spanish church when they came to the new world and they burned the holy textures of the mines the holy text of the mines because they had uh, depictions of snakes yeah which is in their mind you know a uh, being of evil evil entity but they didn't understand in their context of their world that uh, snakes were everywhere yeah and they weren't exactly a uh, evil entity they were just part of nature and they were they were not necessarily saw as uh something they were worshiping it was just something they were recognizing as, yeah yeah well though i mean well they blame it anyway with the fall of man caused by a snake who tricked even to eat an apple from the tree of knowledge of good and evil uh, so we can become like god apparently in genesis yeah I, and but I'm, was the snake a demon or was the snake just a regular old snake that could talk you know like like me for me i'm like thinking like you i read all these different mythologies so is is it really because there's the idea that well it could be the devil it could be a demon well what if it's just like in our in our mythology it's native american well it's just a snake talking to you that's all it's doing the snake's a trickster mm-hmm. the snake's the coyote the snake's the raven the snake's the guy saying hey have another beer <laughs> it won't hurt you that that cliff over there it ain't that high yeah yeah, yeah that's I, I always think it's just a cautionary tale of like hey don't listen to that dude that's uh, maybe giving you some bad advice you should probably go against. Yeah, uh, the trickster is even features in uh, Norse mythology with Loki. Yeah, people would probably be like, no, the snake's not a trickster. Yeah, he totally is a trickster. He is. Yeah. So much like the legend uh, legends of uh, winged angels um, uh, also fits into Native American uh, culture with uh, the, the eagle who saw yeah. as a high uh, entity close to God. And... You, so his wings were burnt because he could fly so high. Yeah, and you know America is uh, based upon that representation, with a uh, w- with the eagle and the one dollar bill. You know, it's, you know also like places like like Germany during World War II. Remember how they used the the winged eagle on you know as part of their symbolism. You know to make themselves as far as you know being close to God. Everybody thinks they're right until they're shown that they're the bad guy. Yeah. You know, and well, well, I think that's possibly what makes people the bad guy. They want to be right. Like, mm-hmm. 
no, I'm right. You're wrong. Pull my team's better than you. You know, you know. Just think if if we took the NFL and put it, if we kept it, you know, thousand for a thousand years, and we kept it, ran it down for a thousand years, people wouldn't even see the NFL anymore. I'd be like, no, we're Jaguars. No, you're Ravens. No, you're Seahawks. You can't be like us. And you guys suck because you're not Seahawks. Yeah, I've yet to see the world flag in any country where they have a. a and I could be wrong because I don't know every world flag where the we have a serpent on it. Yeah, I'm sure there probably is one. You know, some. Well, well, technically, if you think about it, if we go, we'll go back to Christianity. A flag is on a flagpole. A pole is like it's. You go back in the Old Testament. They're worshiping. They're Asher poles. You used to worship this like demonic god named Baal or Baal. They could say Baal, Baal, but it was. These Asher poles, and I told my buddies that I was like, these poles with these symbols on top of them, and we spend time worshiping them because you know I take David Foster Wallace for his word when he says everything we do is worship. Uh, I I believe it. Now that's not to say I'm sitting here worshiping these ideas. I just like playing them off each other to see what comes out. I was come to think about, there is one flag that does have a a serpent on it, Um, the red cross flag. That's with, true. With the Hippocratic, uh, the Hippocratic uh, symbol, with the snake wrapped around the dagger, and then then the, the doctors take the Hippocratic oath. With, yeah, with the Hippocratic symbol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was Greek mythology, was it? Yeah, where they have to Hippocrates. Was, yeah, he was like one of the first recognized medical doctors, you know, in history. Um, and he came, he came up with the oath. Or, or it was oath based on the legend. I can't remember. Uh, it was. It, it's a cool. It's a cool little story about how uh, the doctors swore not to do harm to their patients and to do um, no matter you know who they were or where they came from. They had a, they had a, a medical obligation to you know heal them at, you know as best as they could as and, anybody else. And, but they're not. They're they keep sacrificing us to this demon called the insurance industry if you think about it yeah anything we, we could tag anything with the evil demon that does evil to humanity insurance industries yeah well, people would be like no and i'd be like you know i mean just think about it a little bit more think and the evil it. that is socialism like how they have socialized medicine in canada yeah. The case for moving Canada gets closer. I was gonna buy a Trump twenty twenty hat yesterday because I was, I was thinking, but I was like, there there are red hats. You might get shot down here. You're wearing red hats. I'm like, you gotta wear like gray or black or really dark blue because then they can't tell what color it is. I uh, I see uh, people uh, where I work at with uh, the MAGA hat, and you know what? I have no problem with it. You know, you got to be one brave person to you know, walk anywhere with that hat, you know? Yeah. And if you have that kind of mustard inside you to do that, hey, you got some, you got some of my respect. Yeah. Just like how Broncos fans think it's okay to wear that jersey up here in the Northwest. Yeah, it's it's not. Or Cowboys fans. I, I, it, yeah, for a team from Texas, you know, it, wow. You know, up here in Washington, you know, okay. What are you, okay, so you're a fan. Okay, all right. You're going to, but you're still going to open yourself up to ridicule yeah. and, and, and criticism. You know, just like if I was wearing a Seahawks jersey in Houston, I'm pretty sure I'd get some shit. Yeah. Um, but there's Seahawks fans all over. Oh, yeah. 
Just like uh, I learned that there's uh, Chicago Blackhawk fans all over um, Vegas, uh, I was in Minnesota. Do you know when I was over there during the playoffs about from four, four years ago, five years ago, there was actually uh, only, I went to the Mall of America, the world's biggest mall. Well, America's biggest mall, I suppose. The Hoofman was over there? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. So uh, I went to go buy myself a jersey because I had won some money at the casino. And um, I wanted to, you know, represent my team. I went to their sports store. And I went to, there was actually five of them. And all of them were sold out of Chicago Blackhawks. Really? <laughs> yeah, jerseys. I got one of the two that were left in the entire damn mall. And mind you, this is the middle, uh, this is Minneapolis where they have the Minnesota Wilds. Is, is the Mall of America even still the biggest mall in the world or only when it first came out and then all of a sudden? I don't know. I mean, it built itself as that. So, you know, and when I walked in there, it was, it's pretty huge. It was so huge, they actually had a, 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 a U-64 Blackhawk helicopter that was hanging from the ceiling made out, really? of, Lego, made out of Legos. That was pretty impressive. They had a, a, a four-story uh, transfer. Don't they have a high school in there too? You know, I don't know, but it's got its own post office and it's got its own police force. Wow. Yeah, and uh, there's a it's a, got its own amusement park inside. Well, they should have their own hoofman then, <laughs> and get him out of here and take him over there. It, it'd be interesting to. Um, it, it it's probably places like that. I don't know why I'm stuck on hoofman. <laughs> it's an interesting story, and I'm pretty sure if you uh, you know maybe maybe um, he also has another moniker, the Jersey Devil. That's true. There we go. Yeah, there, uh, and there was what? Uh, there's also another uh, legend in England that like that, where there was a, a the the hoofed hoofed Jack, hoof hoofman Jack, or something like that. He he. There was a story about how, like in England somewhere, there was a guy who had uh, horned feet, and he was able to hop away from the police, you know, over a wall. And he's appeared at least uh, twice or three times. I heard an interesting story recently about a guy hopping. Well, they couldn't see him, but uh, Eric was telling me. That's a story for another time, but Eric was telling me about the what I wrote up on the blog as the uh, Wolf, Wolf Point Ditch Runner that was hopping, like hopping down the ditch. And I believe the story because uh, him and his brothers witnessed it. But I'm like, eh... I'm not gonna go over there and investigate. I'll leave that to that. I've I've walked through the area late at night. It is one of the creepiest places you can go. It is totally pitch black out there. There's nothing around. I, I grew up out in West Wampanoag. That place is creepy. Yeah. I didn't like living out there. You could feel whatever's out there. What was really creepy out there is is when the dogs get quiet. Yeah, that is. You always want to have dogs when you're out there. I always remember not having dogs. Were, I loved having dogs, but oftentimes they ended up street pizza. But <laughs> yeah, but you need you almost like had to had to have one outside your house. It's like an early warning system. You know, once you hear that dog stop barking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, then you break out the shotgun. Well, I had a friend yeah. that lived way way out towards White Swan, almost on West Wapato, and they had two door doorbells in the front. And like three chows in the back, and chows are vicious dogs, and the Dobermans were vicious. Mm -hmm. And it would just being out there late at night all the time was like creepy. When 
you're out there and you get stuck at somebody's house you know from some after bar party and you've got no way home and it's 3 a.m and you're out there and you're you're out there in your uh, best nikes and you gotta walk home you know on some of those back roads it is creepy as hell a blackhawks party right <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, I did, was that is that family way out there on, on West Why? I don't know West Harrow Road. <laughs> no, it's creepy, uh, and you know what's even worse is when you hear footprints, you know, and you don't know what the hell it is, you know, and you're out there with a the lighter trying to find, you know, trying to find the road, you know, uh, you know. Oh, maybe if I cross this field in this ditch, I can get, get there faster. And then you end up running and twisting your ankle, and yeah. And you think you you're just praying for a tribal cop to come along and arrest you, <laughs> you know, because you know. Or even county. Or when you hear that screech, or that, or you know, you hear that screech, out, you know, out by fifty yards, and you can almost swear something's getting closer. That's yeah. an owl, dude. Yeah. And there are things out there running around in the dark out there, and they tend to stay to the to the the peripherals of uh, most civilization. You know. You know, you gotta, you gotta understand is that the Northwest is kind of a creepy, dark place. You know, sometimes in the in yeah. certain times of the year, so other times of the year it's great. You know, but there's times you just you you feel come more comfortable carrying around a, a cross and a you know and a 45 in the back pocket. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you sure don't not want to get stuck out there in the middle of the night, or sometimes even in the middle of the day. There's things out there, you know. We, you know, we, there's people who, full-grown men who, who disappear in the mountains. That's true. You never know what, why or how. And experienced hunters. Bears. <laughs> well, I don't know. Cougars. Yeah. Bigfoots kidnapping people. <clears throat> the the interesting thing about the Hoofman legend is is that there was a, uh, there's a legend like that with the natives back east um what they called they talk about the deer people and they have a a, a male and female version of that le- same legend and how if you were it was a, i think it was a it was a moral tale about how it, you know about keeping chaste and keeping your your um your hormones in check you know where if you can't just you know give in to them all the time you got to be learn to live a chaste uh pure life in order to have uh, the good things in um, happen to you, but they were how the legend goes is that if uh, you were lured out to the uh, out of a gathering by a beautiful woman who's wearing a long um, buckskin dress, and she she led you out you know out into the bushes by yourself, she would turn you she you would find out that she was only human from the waist up, and you she would uh, turn. Or, you know, the rest of her would turn back into a deer or something like to this, and they would stomp, she stomp, stomp you to death. And uh, this was to get revenge for all the deer that the people have killed over the years. It was like an evil entity, you know. Would it be an evil entity though? Don't I don't know. We lure a deer out. Maybe they think we're evil entities. There was one. That, I I don't know if you ever familiar with that cartoon show. Uh, that was on uh, Cartoon Network called The Regular Show. They had one episode on there where they had a half man, half deer, and in, the, in one episode, like a centaur, or was it more yeah. like a satyr? But when I saw it appear on screen, it, that was the creepiest episode I ever saw of that TV show. I was like, oh my god, it, it was like a legend coming to life. 
and it really scared the hell out of me. And as I, I was telling my, uh, you know, and I froze. My my and uh, all the kids I was watching TV with were wondering why I got scared all of a sudden. And I paused it and I told them that story. And after <laughs> they, they, they didn't, they didn't want to watch it. They didn't want to watch it anymore. Quit scaring us. Turn it off. Yeah, because uh, when you go out to the forest, there's some places we you are told not to go as a child. You know, uh, such as uh, the one. If the, I think we brought it up before, I'm not sure. But like every most Native Americans, they have places of worship. You know, places you know, like how the Sioux have uh, the Black Hills. You know, the Apaches have uh, their sacred mountain, a mountain. So do Navajo, and uh, like uh, how the natives in Ohio, they had the the, the mounds and uh, the the you know, but. For, for, there's also places that they avoid that they are told not to to go to at all, where you know um, people disappear, people get murdered, you know, well, you know places like in Ohio are really spooky. The Yakimas, um, we actually have uh, from when I, I I've only seen it one time, and it's so distant in my memory. Um, and, you know, it's a, one of those stories that I don't know if it exists anywhere, but it's called Devil's Tree. Um, it's supposedly what they would call, uh, what they would uh, deem a, a, a hell mount. Sort of like if you were to uh, reference a Buffy, Buffy the Vampire. Buffy Slayer. the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, the pl- town she lived at was a hell mount. It was a, it was a place that was close to the, the, the hell was the closest to the surface of uh, the earth. And they, they were, you know, evil entities were able to slip through. Supposedly that's what that place is. You know, um, just like how the crow uh, and some of the tribes in Montana, they believe that there's a place where uh, there's magical beings and entities that are close to this uh, place called Spirit Mountain. You know, there's, there's you know, of course, every every uh, tribe has a place to call Spirit Mountain. Well, I wonder where all the good entities. Well, I guess in the buildings, it's the, the churches and the longhouses, all the good entities and spirits are supposed to be at um, Mount Adams Mount uh, Adams mm-hmm. uh, supposedly that's the strongest of the three sisters you know according to legend you well know. maybe it's not UFOs they're seeing fly out maybe it's angels <laughs> I'd, I'd really like i really like to believe or what that if really angels would. have spaceships and they're flying them out no matter how you cut it I think uh, it would probably be whatever you want it to be just like in most myth- mythology you know, most belief systems, the entities that you believe in will take whatever form they're acceptable to your your mind. Yeah. You know, good or evil, and uh, what you choose to see what you want to see in them. You know, just like how you be- you give power to somebody else by how much you believe in what they're saying. Well, it's, a, it's that you just basically broke down the Jungian Jungian archetypes. Mm-hmm. The archetypes just. They'll take the dragon could either be the dragon or he could be the hero or the prince or something. But you're given that entity, the energy it has. It it could be evil, good or bad, based on your own how you decide it's going to be. Much like how in Eastern philosophy, the dragon is a is a is a force of wisdom, a symbol good. of good luck. Yeah, a symbol of good luck, but. In, the Western religion, it's a symbol of uh, evil and something to be feared. Oppression. Yeah. Yeah, So such as, uh, or um, in Transylvania, Dracula, the son of the dragon. That's what his name literally translates into, you know, in, I believe in their language. 
it's a it's a something to be feared you know and how dragons are always the symbols of how something can go wrong you know uh or it's a it's a symbol it's a evil sigil to be followed you know or you know something to strike fear into your enemies in, in western belief yeah. i mean but if you look at the eastern belief it becomes it becomes that angel that uh, that winged creature that's gonna bless you and give you a lot of good luck yeah i always get a kick out of how uh well the mexican the aztec religion of how quizzicotl was a was supposed to be a winged uh serpent yeah i can't you know, somebody would have to correct me on that one i'm sure i'm messing it up you know um some of our listeners please comment on that uh, i wish i should have I should have went back to some of my history school school books because the uh, Aztec, the Aztec uh, Empire and their beliefs. Wow, you know the whole prophecies they had about how um, there would be somebody that come back, you know, from across the ocean, and uh, it would signal a change in in their in their in their times, you know, basic and. It wasn't supposed to be heralded as a the destruction of their empire. It was supposed to be a, uh, heralded as a change uh, for you know for the better. Yeah. You know, like how we would, how like how they uh, Christians depict Jesus, which I thought was uh, always a sad thing. Uh, you know about their about their beliefs because you know they waited for you know you know a thousand years you know <laughs> and. This guy, this guy, bearded white guy, comes back riding on a horse and takes down, you know, k- kills the king, and destroys the entire, uh, entire city. You know, wow. You know, who, who would have thought? You know, you know, your those stories would have came back to haunt you. you know? But you know, what do I know? You know, so dragons, hells have a tendency to either be your friend or foe, and I think that's the pretty much the point of every story. Of entity, entity that's represented in most cultures, you know, it is what you believe. Yeah, you know, it's gonna either be the your savior or your the engine of your destruction. Well, I mean, it's like the people always think, like, well, I got like a little angel and a little devil on my right shoulder, and I'm like, um, no, you're just making excuses for your poor choice, poor choices. To me, that's what I feel like, and it's just, in a sense, like how when I when I looked at it, how Jung talked about it, he actually talked about it as a real entity that you give its own shape and form. And in and, and in the Christian, he was Christian, he was Catholic, and you know he founded you know the basic other other half of psychology besides Freudian psychology. Most I don't think most people are Jungians. To become a Jungian, you got to go to Zurich, Germany, and study there. Because nobody studies, uh, but it's it's highly a highly popular version, non-Freudian version of psychology, where they focus on these energies rather than focus on uh, how your parents treated you when you're a kid. I, I think that's a huge part of it. But it's just he also sees these different energies, and and how they play out in uh, in our own psychology. Like the, uh, I mean, the angel itself is its own archetype. I mean, the good archetype. Um, the, the the what is the there's there's a certain word for it altruistic all archetype you know something that's truly good you know I I can't think of any other way to explain it 
beyond altruism. And altruism necessarily isn't the, I'm going to persecute you because you're all evil. No, he just shows up and then everything turns good. You know, even, even the evil stuff turns good. A manifestation of good fortune made real, you know, yeah. because of your belief system that was you followed for so long. Yeah, okay. I, I keep, I, I'm following the train of thought here, yeah. Okay. And that's how I think, like, if, if people have those experiences, like, what was that show that used to be on? Michael Landon was an angel in that, wasn't he? Uh, <laughs> Highway to Heaven. Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. I think that kind of was... I remember I remember back during the 80s, that was when church was on every major network. Yeah. And that, was, that show was... I, I don't know for people who were not alive back then. It was a huge show. They actually had uh, watch parties, you know, in most uh, retirement homes. I used to watch it. Yeah, when I was a kid. I kind of, I kind of dug it, you know. Michael Landon. I remember I grew up with uh, him in House, Little House in the Prairie. He's not. He was not like a, that. Was not like my favorite show, but it was a show I watched. It was, I, it was almost like let's let's make up a show about angels, but let's make it like Kung Fu. He goes to places and fix their problems. Yeah, yeah. Which I and, and I kind of dug it because you know he did it in such a way where he he wasn't going out and kicking ass, and no. he was he was also uh, trying to show you that there's a reason why certain people live a, a certain lifestyle. Yeah, and uh, he, he didn't go there to tell them they were wrong. He just went there to show them, you know, you can still be who you are, but you know, do it this way as, as well. Yeah, give them gentle correction. Wasn't oh. too preachy. Wasn't no. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, one of the episode that one of the episodes always uh, references in my head where he uh, he revealed how he died. He, uh, and gave me my uh, how to inspiration to quit smoking. He says that's how he died. Was yeah, oh, yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, I was a smoker. <laughs> yeah. How did Michael Landon die in real life? Uh he, I think he had a heart attack. I oh. think he, he was like seventy nine. I think. I, I know he was. That's really funny. Like you mentioned that, I was like, I always thought he died because he had lung cancer, but that's because his character said that in the TV show, and I watched that as a little kid. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, for all you folks that don't uh, who don't have never met me before, I just recently about uh, this is day 84, 85 that uh, since I've quit smoking and it's been it's been hell. Uh, no, you're past the hell part. Now you're in the good part. You just gotta keep at it. Oh, yeah. But looking at the casino isn't exactly it, it's torture. It is torture. I mean, having to walk people you know who are basically blowing it in your face you know yeah. you know that good 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 smell you know going <laughs> that good smell good nicotine smell and yes natives are really <laughs> practically uh, prone to uh smoke tobacco you know big smokers a lot of natives my grandfather was a smoker um father was a smoker mom was a smoker my stepdad was a smoker for a lot of years and he quit and then uh um i remember one time i was uh with my sister and she doesn't smoke but she asked me to light up so she could so she could have the familiar scent of tobacco around her. The whole family shows up, all the kids smoke, even the baby's sitting there <laughs> with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> a, a cigarette, a gum cigarette, you know, yeah. That's. I remember when I was a kid, that was the thing that they used to um, put on us was uh, the gum, the cigarette uh, smoke that was shaped like a gum. Or, or that, what, is, what is that, candy? They used, they used to sell, sell like that too. Um, yeah, my parents would buy that for me. 
<laughs> yeah, a sign of things to come, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I recently put down the cigarettes, and I wanted to set a better example for my son. I don't want to, you know, I don't want him to copy my bad habits. So I, you know, I try to watch what I eat. I think you had a visit yeah. by Michael Landon. You didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. You talked to any really big overweight fat guys recently? <laughs> uh, That's another reference to the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wanted. I just want to make sure I, I set a better example for my children because you know they do copy everything you do. Yeah, they do. That's true. Every piece of language you use, the way you react to things, <laughs> they copy you. That, you know, everything you say and do, watch. You think, you know, uh, every good quirk, bad quirk you have, they they tend to do. I, I've seen my son use the same hand movements as me, which, you know. I, so you can't bring Rusty around your house. <laughs> oh, oh, my um. My son had just recently went to the park with my uh, with my wife, and he uh, was hitting on other. He's two time and yeah, he's two time on his mom with other moms. Oh wow! <laughs> hey, you want to be my uh, second mommy? Oh my God. <laughs> you be my side mommy? He sounds like a real native kid. <laughs> yeah, he just go. He casually just goes up to random moms at the park and just starts talking to them and starts sitting down there trying to sh- help himself to their sna- to whatever snacks they're trying oh, to feed. Oh, he's trying to get their there. snacks, huh? That and uh, you know, try to get some affection. You know, he's really charming as a kid. You know, yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a really handsome boy. So <laughs> it's funny to watch him uh, watch him work. I don't think he's gonna have too much two hour time. You know, meeting people when he uh, gets older. <laughs> so thank, thank God he's a, uh, you know, he's uh, better looking than me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've always, I think I got the, I think I hit the trifecta. I got the one kid that's smarter than me. I got the one kid that's better looking than me, and I got the one kid who, uh, who probably uh, thinks uh, close to me, but you know, is different enough to not. You know, annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> everybody needs those. Everybody needs a uh, those kind of children in their life. A variety. Yeah, because you know, because you you my I've always told I've always been told that you get the kids that you were. <laughs> no, I think this is true. Huh. You know, you you if you were a bad little kid, you you're basically going to be. Uh, you're basically going to pay for that when you become an parent yourself. Oh yeah, I heard that before. Yeah, um, you know, so if you're ungrateful, you're going to get a kid that's twice as bad as you were. Thank God I appreciated my parents when they were still alive. So, Mom, if you ever listen to this show, I appreciate everything you did and how you kept me away from you know, all the bad things, especially Hoofman. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and you taught me how not to go looking for Bigfoot and let him find you. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. See, there we go. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you yeah. done for the night? Yeah, I think this we're gonna wrap this one up. So, uh, shout out to Rusty Kruger. Yeah, you know, Rusty Kruger. Please don't visit us in our dream. And uh, <laughs> Mr. Whitlow, thank you for all your help today, and you're a real trooper, sir. You yeah, know. thank you, Mr. Whitlow. Yeah, and uh, Michael Adams, please get better and come, you know, come back. And Mr. Greeno. Yeah. And who else am I thinking? Am I missing? Mr. Gonzalez. Mr. Gonzalez. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, and sorry I didn't have any tales about angels because, you know, all the creepier crap gets way more airplay than angels. So if anybody has any information, good vibes, you know, 
Yeah, and uh, uh, email me at late night. Good omens. PNW at gmail.com. Good omens is a good show to watch, but Angels and Demons is really funny. Oh, and big thank you and shout out to our uh, Facebook patron, um, your buddy um, Joshua Jimenez. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I didn't know how to say the last name correctly. Yeah, so thank you, sir. Um, and we'll, please, uh, uh, you know, th- keep posting. Yeah, keep posting. Keep posting. Those are great Hashtag. stories. And just because I don't comment on every story doesn't mean I'm not reading. I love all those stories. They're great. Yeah, thank you. And, and sorry if we're not, we don't have time to give a like on each and every one either. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot you guys send us. Thank you. But thank you for all your input. All right. Signing off. Say goodnight, Robert. Good night. Good night.